Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. I am crazy excited for you to dive into this episode. It's it's the dark goddess, right? It's feminine wisdom. It's feminine awakening. We get to go into five goddess archetypes. Five. Kali, Persephone, Medusa, Lilith, and Hecate. Yes! You don't need to know anything about them, by the way, um, to get the wisdom or the gifts or the activation. Sometimes it's really energetic, right? So let this kind of touch you, move you, stir you, (laughs) shake you up, wake you up in whatever way it's meant to. Um, Let me see if there's something that I can weave in here Um, as a little something more just for the audio. Um, Pele. So Pele can be considered a dark goddess. We do not talk about her in the episode, but Pele just is an additional archetypal energy to feel into around shadow work with the dark goddess. Pele is really, really beautiful for uh, purification. Uh, purification as a way of like cleansing out the old as a way of renewal rejuvenation working in like the raw energetics of uh, like lava fire moving through us to in a very um, beyond the mind kind of way to just flush through our systems all that's meant to die right all it's it's the death rebirth and that's something that these dark goddesses are really really good um, at teaching us is right relationship to death right relationship to birth right relationship to this cyclical nature um to the life cycle but pele Um, I'm smiling so much because I just love her so much. And we kind of just worked with her. Um, I mentioned the November rewilding member circle in the podcast. And we just worked with these energetics in there. There's an invitation to join if you're listening to this November of 2023. It's the only time that this will be accessible. But um, I'm, I'm smiling so much because I was like, wow, there was so much. I mean, I even literally said volcano um, as an energy to feel into for awakening. So not just uh, like purification, but also for just waking things up. Um, yeah, so that's a tiny little extra something something. Uh, this is just the intro Um, so know that we dive much, much deeper. We get to go into those other five archetypal energies. Um, I just send you so much love for this journey, right? This is some deep, big, beautiful, wild territory you're walking into. If you feel to share, I'd love to hear, um, talk about this at the end of the episode, but it's on the YouTube video. So it you know, always comments below, but best place is in our Facebook group, or you can pop over to the YouTube video too, um, and go leave a comment over there. I'm always hanging out there and in the Facebook group. Those are the two places, um, that I definitely dedicate time to, um, going there because I love hearing, right? I, I love being able to connect in, um, with you all and, 
I'm so aware that this is a co-creation and I'm just grateful, grateful for our community, grateful for you, grateful to be here with you. Um, All right, enough of me rambling on and on and on and on. Go get into this dark goddess and have a really good time. Enjoy the episode. Shadow work with the goddesses. Uh, One of the most embodied ways of doing shadow work. One of the deepest ways of doing shadow work. One of the best ways to get past the mind is through working with Shakti, with divine feminine archetypal energy, with goddess archetypes. Um, why? Let's talk about why. Um, why you want to hang out in this conversation until the end. Why? Because we can't talk about dark goddess shadow work or goddess shadow work without the energetic experience of it kind of starting to happen without it being embodied and experiential. And so my aim in this conversation is not to just tell you about some myths of Kali and Lilith and Persephone and Medusa and Hecate, although we will do that. My aim is to open up those energetics to you. We all have these energetics in self, these capacities, these ways in ourselves, in our own bodies, in our own beings of tapping into the potential that resides here. Um, And so my aim is to activate that in us, in this conversation. And something else is we will go into these five different archetypal energies, these goddess energies, these divine feminine energies, these flavors of Shakti. Uh, And it could be that the first one we go into is like the one that shifts things in your relationship to your partner. It could be that the last one, the fifth one that we go into could be the one that opens up the spiritual gifts inside of you that have just been waiting to awaken, but kind of just needed the right little bit of shadow work. Specifically, that would be considered golden shadow, uh, right? So this conversation, it's not just about the nitty gritty, dark, grungy, what's there to be released and let go of in old karmic patterns and ways that we block ourselves. Of course, that's an aspect of it, but it's also about what's our golden shadow. And golden shadow is also what's in the shadow, but it's the potentials. It's the yet to be realized gifts that are sitting in the hidden. Um, This territory is so crazy rich. Um, What's the best way to journey through this? Let go. (laughs) Um, When working with the divine feminine, it is not a push, right? A push would be much more masculine, a push, a plan, a direction that's much more masculine. The feminine is open up to receiving, letting go, to flowing. Energy is the feminine, right? We want to let life force move. We want to let energetics move. And so really letting go into opening up to receive What's opening in self? What's here in these energetics? What is the gift in all five of these archetypal energies for you? They all will open different things in us, awaken different things, heal different things, release different things, um, turn on different capacities. 
within each of us. Um, and I just, I want you to get the most out of them. Um, this is, um, um, let me feel for a moment. Um, this, these archetypal energies are the thing that changed my life the most. Um, you know, so just before we kind of go into them, there's a reason why so much of rewilding is devoted and dedicated to the feminine and to specifically these more powerhouse archetypes. Um, some of these like dark goddess energies, these ones that they just hold so much juice. They hold so much love. They hold so much grace in them. Um, and and uh, the things that I have seen in in others. And so, I don't know, this is just like get a gift. Like here, here's a, here's a gift to you. Um, I'll say right now, quickly before we dive into things, is some of you will definitely want to work deeper with the dark goddess. Um, <laughs> for some of us, she just kind of calls us by name, you know? She just kind of grabs us by the scruff of the neck and she's like, I have something for you. <laughs> um, and so if that's the case and you're watching this conversation around the time it comes out, November of 2023, we're experientially journeying into this in rewilding monthly. So in this month's membership, we're working experientially, energetically for two full hours in good and proper circle in this space. Um, only available November 2023. Um, so if you're like, whoa, this is singing my name, there's a way to go further and you'll find those details below. All right. Um, let's, I think we talked a little bit about shadow work already, talked about kind of the dark <laughs> side of shadow work and the light side of shadow work, or we could say like the golden shadow and we'll just say the dark shadow. Um, dark shadow is what more people are familiar with in shadow work and the goddess energies, these particular, not all goddess energies, by the way, will bring up the shadow. Um, they can, uh, we can have shadow in any kind of flavor. So goddesses are just flavors of self. They're almost like flavors of you, aspects of you. Some of them are higher vibrational, like maybe we could say more spiritual in nature, more esoteric, harder to put words to. And then some of them are like lower archetypal realms, more um, closely related to like daily consciousness, like the archetype of teacher, right? We could work with a goddess energy that brings us into the archetype of teacher. We could work with, and we'll talk about this one, um, goddess energy that is ego slayer. Like that's a very spiritual aspect, right? A goddess energy that takes us into higher and higher and higher and higher relationships to the divine, right? Really strips back false self and awakens more of true self. So that's a much like higher, not higher, better, not lower, worse, but just as a way or a framework or reference of talking about these. And that's Kali that I'm talking about. And we'll definitely talk about her as one of the five that we're going into today. So 
while any of these high vibrating or low vibrating forms <laughs> of archetypal energies um, or flavors, we could say flavors. So if we go up here at the heights, like up there where Kali is, we can also kind of go across and get different flavors at that level. Like Parvati is a very high level, very spiritual archetypal energy, but a very different flavor to Kali. So Parvati is like sacred union, right? So she, I wouldn't, again, now remember, this is interesting, right? Because we can find some of our own shadow in any of them. Even the goddess energies that aren't typically considered dark goddesses or shadow working goddesses, we might have some personal karma sitting in the sacred union line. And it may be that working with the archetypal energy of Parvati happens to be really grungy for us. It happens to be very healing. We start to see past life traumas we've been carrying around or ancestral belief systems that we are carrying around. And working with that particular archetypal energy will bring up that hidden, hidden block, right? So <laughs> as kind of this overview in a way of starting to get into uh, these five that we're going to work with, just know that you could work with any and it doesn't have to be a feminine archetypal energy, could be masculine archetypal energy too, right? So it could be a god and versus a goddess. To me, uh, let me feel, no, I won't go into that. I wanna, I wanna keep us on track here, but um, there are hundreds, thousands um, of archetypal energies that, that we can go into. <laughs> okay. Now within that, capacity to find some of our shadow, whether that be dark shadow or golden shadow, right? Things that can be healed or released, dark shadow versus things that are to be awakened and gifts to be realized and purposes to step into and potentials that are just waiting for us to awaken to, right? That can be in any of these archetypal energies. There's kind of a group of archetypal energies that are known <laughs> for shadow work. They're, they're just, they're known for it. They're called the dark goddess. Dark in reference to dark, that which is hidden. Dark that is hidden. I mean, you could call them the shadow goddesses essentially, right? Because they just like hold kind of what the collective has repressed, what the collective has deemed, um, <laughs> deemed, deemed not valuable, deemed bad, deemed not worthy. Now, when we're working in this energy, this is something so fucking stunning about the goddesses, right? And especially these dark goddesses. They do not care about the collective value system. They do not care about human law right? Human law, human value system, like human value systems. Some of us have grown up in cultures where the good girl, there's high value on the good girl, high value on the good girl. There's low value on the girl who's fully embracing her sexuality, right? That's deemed 
bad girl judged, demonized, and that's something that many will repress because the culture, the family system, were conditioned, conditioned to put certain values on certain aspects and to devalue other aspects. Working in goddess territory, you go far beyond <laughs> the collective value system, the social norms, right? It's one of, this is why this is considered so liberating. This is why the dark goddesses are so incredibly liberating and that's why they're such great shadow workers because they will go, this aspect of you has been repressed, oppressed, it's been hidden and it's waiting to be seen, accepted, loved, and integrated as an aspect of you. That's like shadow work definition 101. It's the integration of hidden parts of self or judged parts of self or repressed parts of self, right? And so the beautiful thing about working with divine feminine archetypal energy is that she goes far beyond human value system, right? It's, it's like she has this capacity. Here's a way of feeling into this. She has this capacity to just <laughs> like super goddess eyes, right? She just looks right through all of your layers, all of your armoring, right? She looks right in and she goes, this is your innate blueprint. Your innate blueprint is that you are a highly sexual being and we are going to awaken that in you right? We are going to awaken that in you, even if that's been judged and demonized, right? That might not be the case for you. We all have this beautiful, unique blueprint, right? But what she does is she takes you to that. So this is also why the goddess is considered so amazing for taking us to true self, true self, authentic self, right? Whole self, right? Versus half alive, false self. I feel like I'm living a life that doesn't match who I am. This life, this isn't even who I am, right? That's, those are like telltale signs of time to work with the goddess, right? Time to work with the divine feminine. And I don't want you to think working with the divine feminine is, is only for like aesthetics or people who are willing to travel to India to do it. It's not like that. She is so crazy accessible, so incredibly accessible. And my aim is to make her incredibly accessible to you in this conversation. Here's the thing that I want to mention here is these energies work us in ways that go beyond the mind. So automatically we start working with divine feminine we need to realize that it's a deeper form of wisdom and gnosis within us that's beyond what the mind can rationalize and comprehend often so <laughs> the longer you work in divine feminine energy the more highly attuned your system gets it's like your system learns to become conscious to the inner workings of the feminine within you, of the goddess within you, of Shakti within you, of life force within you, of how this energy moves within you. So I say that because 
I'm feeling that there are some potentially listening in this moment who are just like, wow, this is too much for me. This is way beyond my skill set, way beyond my capacity. I don't feel anything happening, right? It's oftentimes it's happening. If you're still here hanging out, we are starting to build the energy. This is another aspect of the feminine is that it's the feminine. Here's an interesting thing. I love this because it's so tangible. It's so true. The feminine needs time to warm up. The feminine energy, goddess energy, Shakti energy, it's like it's warming up, it's building, it's building, it's building. It's the same with feminine sexual energy. It's the same with feminine sexual energy. There's a reason the feminine needs foreplay, right? You're building, you're building, you're building, you're building. The energy's opening up, it's awakening, it's increasing, it's increasing, it's increasing. It is the same with this conversation. It's really the same with any goddess practice. Any divine feminine practice doesn't matter the body that you're in, doesn't matter the sexual preference that you have. It is innately feminine energy, right? You start to bring consciousness to it, which is what we're doing in this conversation. We're bringing our awareness to it. We're bringing our focus to it because this is what is in front of us right now, right? It's what you're focusing on if you're still here hanging out, right? We're now really starting to focus on it. And when we bring consciousness to it, divine masculine, we'll just do a little tiny thing on sacred union. Um, when we bring consciousness, which is the masculine gifting, we increase the feminine gifting, which is the flow of energy, right? It's the flow of energy. And really when we work in the shadow territory with the divine feminine, it's the flow of energy. It's the flow of energy that releases the blocks. It's the flow of energy that brings the insights of, oh my God, this is my fucking purpose. It's the flow of energy that awakens these innate gifts. Like suddenly it just turns on your intuition. It just turns on your capacity to see, to know, to feel things that are way beyond the mind, way beyond the five senses. You don't know how you know it, but you just know it, right? It's the flow of energy. It's, so if you think about Kundalini awakening, right? It's a flow of energy. It's a rising of the energy. It's an awakening of the energy. That's the whole, that's the whole premise of working in the divine feminine. It's the whole premise of working in the divine feminine. It's Shakti rising. Shakti, Shakti is the wisdom aspect of the feminine. It's the, it's the, it's the feminine aspect of the divine, right? If there's two sides of the coin, they're the same coin. It's the same coin. Divine masculine, divine feminine, two sides of the same coin. You can't have one without the other. You just can't. But we're bringing consciousness, we're bringing presence to it, divine masculine. It brings the aliveness in the feminine. That's what's happening, right? And so just know we're building the energy. That's why I need a long warm up. That's why not a lot of people can hang out for the entirety of a rewilding video is because they're like, oh, wow, man. And we all want the mind to be able to follow a logical, not all of us, a logical format. Like Sabrina, what's the agenda? Where are we going? Give me five fucking bullet points. Well, I can't because the whole point of this is to whip up a Shakti storm so that we can awaken something in you that wouldn't have awakened without the Shakti storm, right? So that we can heal something in you that wouldn't have healed without this buildup of energy. Yeah. All right. Uh, I feel like we're there. I feel like it's time to go into these five archetypal energies. Uh, all right. First on my list, it's Kali. Uh, that's who we mentioned in the introduction as a very high level spiritual. Um, it takes me just a second to like shift into, um, into that particular 
Shakti, that particular flavor of the divine feminine. So when we start to feel into the energetics of Kali, we start to feel this, um, this devotion to the divine, this deep love for um, high spiritual wisdom, deep devotion to true self, deep devotion to um, enosis of oneness. Gnosis of oneness. Kali's also known for awakening us to the void, which for some, that's a state of consciousness that they work toward their entire lives or sometimes multiple lifetimes to access this state of consciousness that is the void, nothing, no thought, no thing, nothing, right? Kali's known for that. Kali is ego slayer. Um, her, she's often depicted as a multi-armed goddess with a necklace of skulls. And the skulls represents the taking off of the head, the, the taking off of the head. She's known for, let me just feel for a moment, um, for this capacity to say, this is not you. This life that you think you're living, these things that you think are important, they're not. It is an illusion. It is an illusion. There is so much more, right? That's, that's Kali, right? Like defender of the soul, defender of high spiritual truth, high spiritual experience. Um, let me feel for a moment. Kali's an archetypal energy that some very devout um, spiritual leaders or spiritual aesthetics will literally follow their entire lives. That is how full, wide, deep, high this particular archetypal energy is and the amount of wisdom held there. It is an archetypal energy you could work with for multiple lifetimes and still learn from, right? Still, still learn high spiritual truths from. Um, how do we, how do we bring this into daily life, right? So if I'm, I'm talking like high heights of high level spiritual wisdom, but how do we, how does that, um, translate right how does that translate for you in daily life hmm. when working with her often the gift that she brings to us is this inability to bullshit ourselves this inability to lie to ourselves we can't lie anymore. We can't sweep something under the rug. We can't pretend that this relationship is in our highest good, our highest evolution, our highest unfolding, when it's not. That's part of the gift of Kali, right? Kali's also known for her capacity to stop at nothing to give you everything. But it's not everything like physical world crap. That's egoical stuff to give you soul experiences that you signed up for, like to give you the exact soul experience you signed up for in this life. Um, she's known for putting you back on your path, your soul path, your destined path, your highest path, your highest path, your most awakened path, 
your most spiritually aligned path, whatever that is for you, whatever that is for you. All right. Um, I have done retreats on Kali. We have online things on Kali. They're not always open, but you can look for that uh, again if you're like, oh my gosh, like this is singing to me. Um, and if it's November, check out um, joining membership, even if it's just for a month to um, access this particular journey. All right. Uh, let me feel for who's next. Um, ooh, I think it's Hecate. All right. So we're shifting gears now. While Kali holds this breath and depth and height and high level spiritual wisdom, Hecate, I would bring down a layer, right? Just as more accessible and closer to our waking state of consciousness, not lower, worse, higher, better. It's not that. I know I need to keep reminding us of that because so often we just flip into um, that kind of framework we're so trained to. But when we start to feel into Hecate, um, here's my words for her. Um, which initiator, right? So if Kali is ego slayer, I would say Hecate, which initiator, right? And you don't have to identify with the word witch in any way, shape, or form, right? It's medicine woman. It's the... It's many things. Let me try to get us off of this line of thought just so I can broaden it a little bit. Um, we start to feel into Hecate and we start to feel into like, um, hmm, magic, real tangible magic. We start to feel into our connection to the natural world. We start to open to um, rhythms. We start to come into a deeper rhythm, right? Like a rhythm with the night, a rhythm with the moon, a rhythm like they call Hecate. She's a triple goddess. She's connected to maiden mother crone. That's a, that's a rhythm, right? It's, a, it's, it's rites of passage. Hecate also brings rites of passage. Like, when a woman f gets her first menstrual cycle, right? Her first bleed, that's a rite of passage into womanhood, right? Hecate would be a beautiful archetypal energy. And Hecate is also known to hold the blood mysteries. She's midwife, not just midwife of um, physical, like baby midwife, animal midwife, but midwife of souls. So there's a deeper level to her, like midwife of souls, this kind of holding, this is sort of where it starts to get a little bit higher vibrational, like a little bit more um, in the spiritual realms, is it's this holding the door open for souls to traverse between the worlds, like a soul to come into human form as that baby's born. Or when does the soul land? Maybe it's not when the baby's born. I know there's all kinds of different belief systems on this, but maybe the soul gets called in before conception even takes place right and that's a hecate um, potential not only hecate remember there's thousands of archetypal energies i'm just giving us a way to start to feel into some of these and the gifts and and just allow yourself to wake up to whatever remember this is an opening up to receiving 
receive, receive everything that's being given in this conversation, receive it, watch this 10 times, right? Watch it 10 times over. <laughs> um, Cause it's really an activation of what is this activating in you? It's, it's, it holds these flavors of Shakti, this conversation. We oftentimes have to be in a, a receptive state. So you can't be like driving a car, right? And doing 10 other things and only half listening. Like if you're present, remember bringing our consciousness to it activates the energy. So you have to bring your consciousness and your awareness and your presence in order to activate the energy of the feminine. So if you're not doing that, you might want to stop <laughs> or listen to this all the way through right now while you're driving and writing and working and whatever else you're doing. But then listen to it when you can actually bring that divine masculine consciousness and presence so that the energy can move because it won't move nearly to the degree that it can when you actually invoke your own awareness, your own consciousness, your own presence, divine masculine. You can't have one side of the coin without the other. So if you don't got your presence and your awareness, well, ain't much going to wake up. <laughs> um, all right. That's just my like little side note tip for how to get more and go deeper and activate more and awaken more and heal more during this conversation. Um, okay. So let's keep feeling into into Hecate. I love working with Hecate as um, one of the first archetypal energies to work with in like women's circles around reclamation of the feminine because she's so fucking accessible, right? Many of us can just identify with the witch within and we're, you know, we love like full moon ritual, new moon ritual. Like how do I come into a deeper rhythm with my natural world? Like I can feel the witch in myself. Like there is this witchy part that's drawn to tarot cards. And, you know, I like to create altars and, um, and, you know, like have my Akashic records read and, you know, those sorts of things. Many, 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 many of us can identify with it. So it's a beautiful energy to, um, <laughs> um, to start to activate kind of the deeper, harder to access feminine energies that we all have. Uh, okay. Let me feel for a little, there's a little bit more. I want to talk specifically now around shadow work, right? Around shadow work with Hecate, queen of the witches, right? Queen of the witches. You can kind of feel in there as like mother night, queen of the witches. And one of the beautiful and amazing aspects of working with Hecate for both the dark and the golden shadow is that she will awaken your witch your witch shadow, <laughs> whatever that is. For some of us, she will awaken the witch wound. She will point you right to the witch wound and say, here's why you're afraid of your power. Here's why you're afraid to be this connected to your gifts. This is why you're afraid to be this witchy in the world. You're afraid you're going to be judged. You're afraid you're going to lose your family. You're afraid this is why you say you're going to yoga when you're going to a rewilding for women workshop, right? This is why you say you're meditating when you're howling at the fucking moon, dancing around, doing some wild shamanic drumming embodied experiences. Now I was just at a meditation thing. I was just, I was just at a meditation thing, right? So feeling into that part of what Hecate brings us to, she's queen of the witches and she's like, here, I will show you past lives. I will show you your ancestral line and I will show you all of the reasons you are afraid to reclaim your witch. But she will 
golden shadow now let's talk about that she will point you to reclaiming your own witch we all have a witch right it's like well what are your witchy gifts you could talk about it just in terms of very casually what are your witchy gifts what's your superpower this is the way that we like to talk about it in the mundane what's your superpower okay that's essentially your witchy gifts hecate will awaken those some of them, we already have a little inkling of what our superpower is. And so she'll awaken us to more of it. She's like, oh yeah, you've barely even opened up to it because you're scared of it. Because the last time you really opened to it, they burnt you at the stake, right? She takes you and she takes you into this very unconscious, very hidden territory. Most of us don't know that we have it. Some of us know, some of you right now listening to this, you'll be like, oh fuck. Like I'm feeling something like I feel like I'm on fire. Some of you, that'll be happening right now. You're starting to cough or you're starting to yawn, right? Or your eyes are starting to tear up. You're starting to cry. That's the deep unconscious talking to you. That's the shadow realm talking to you. It's saying there's something here. The mind can't go there. The mind doesn't know. The mind can't access it. It's in the unconscious. The shadow is the unconscious. Unconscious, not conscious. <laughs> Hidden, not able to see it. Don't know it. But the body, right? The body will start to show you. So these archetypal energies have a capacity to take us into those hidden places, to take us into the unconscious, to take us into the underworld so that we can access it. It's stunning what's available here. Stunning. If there was only one place that I could work for the rest of my life, it would be here. One place. If someone said to me, Sabrina, you can't work anywhere else, right? You can't, you can't work sacred union. You can't work da 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 da. You can't, you know, you can't do all of these like high voltage, new earth awakenings, sacred technologies. You're working at zero point now with priestess training and all this other shit. If someone said to you, go at one place, I would work here. What's in the hidden? That's all I would do. What's in the hidden? What else is hidden? What else am I not seeing? What else? That's enlightenment. It's enlightenment. It's literally the path to enlightenment. Right? You are enlightening the dark. You are, in, you are bringing light to the dark, enlightenment. You're just essentially making everything conscious. You're, you're making everything conscious. It's literally the path to enlightenment. <laughs> These glorious goddess archetypes, they have a capacity to get us into places that nothing else can. I have done shadow work in all kinds of different ways. I can't tell you. I mean, probably 50 different forms of shadow work. I've never seen anything like the goddess. I've never seen some of these other places get us into the places that the divine feminine can, right? It doesn't have to be through like the ways that I would facilitate and work with these archetypal energies, right? For some, it's plant medicine, but you're working with the feminine. You call it her, right? That's sh that her. It's a divine feminine, right? In a billion different forms. All right, that was another little tangent. Uh, okay, let me feel. I think we're good on Hecate. I want to leave it there um, because I want to honor our time together and not get too wildly long um, in a YouTube video slash podcast, depending on where you're listening to this. Um, Persephone. Let's do. Let's uh, let's dive into Persephone. Uh, I've called her <laughs> um, Queen Maker. <laughs> um, just as a short title to help us all remember. So Kali, Ego, Slayer, Hecate, Witch, Initiator, Persephone, Queenmaker. She's a queenmaker. Um, um, she really holds this amazing initiatory energy from uh, 
the rites of passage we kind of talked about, this maturation energy, but maturation energy into queen, like sovereign queen. <laughs> this is who you are. This is what you came here to do. This is your queendom, right? Your unique queendom. And she'll show you what your unique queendom is. It's different to mine. It's different to everyone's. It's your unique queendom, right? Who you are as a queen. And that might be solo, solitary, living in the woods. That's your queendom. That is you as queen. But she will show you. Here is you in mature, whole, sovereign queen. Now it's a process, right? It's a, it's a process, but she'll take everyone there. Everyone has queen in them. Again, doesn't matter your body, doesn't, doesn't matter any of that. She will take you to that place. She will help you to honor innocence, honor our youth, honor our childlike capacities. There's, there's no denying what we were, where we came from, who we were when we were five years old, right? There's this love of it, like embodied. It's all embodied. Our childlike nature, our innocence is embodied. Our playfulness is embodied. All of, There's gifts there. There's wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom there. So much wisdom in our innocence. So much wisdom in our childlike curiosity. So much wisdom. So much wisdom in play. So much wisdom. So it's, yes, this is embodied, but it's in a way where that is a mystic, no, 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 don't want to say it like that. Hold on. Um, that is a wisdom energy. It's a wisdom energy. It's not a shadow inner child getting expressed in crunchy moments, right? Like I'm with my lover and we hit I don't know, some sort of a triggering moment, right? And I go into like adolescent weird girl, right? I just, I go into like adolescent, like weird, immature, oh, I need attention. Like, oh, fuck. Right? <laughs> Part of the gift of Persephone is that it's like, like we are able to, um, embrace, embody, come into right relationship with child, with adolescent, with adult, and with queen, right? We have all of these capacities in us and they get expressed always in wisdom states, right? Like when I express my adolescent in a wisdom state as a gift of love moving through me, oh my fucking God, it's stunning, right? When I express my adolescent, like my adolescent innocence with my lover from a state of like love and light and high form of expression, oh my God, it's a gift, right? It could be the greatest flavor that he needs in that moment. And it's the greatest gift that I can give him versus it coming from a triggered fear-based place, like fear wounded, need attention, like a closed place. It's not love and light flowing through me. It's not the gift of love flowing through me in the form of adolescence, right? It's, it's a safety survival mechanism to the triggered moment that's happening. Part of what Persephone helps us to do is these different younger versions of ourselves. She helps us to come into right relationship with them. Yeah, right? And that's part of the shadow that she'll work in. 
She'll work in that shadow territory. So our innocence, our youth, our child, like we come into really beautiful high wisdom relationship to that. We don't activate those things from a safety survival standpoint. We stand in fucking queen. Like when we hit safety survival, we go to our highest, wisest queen, right? Highest, wisest form. I go into elder, right? When I get triggered, I hit a scared point. I hit a fearful point for whatever reason it is. I don't revert to my five-year-old to fix the problem. A lot of society still does, right? But that's the gift of working in the shadow. We don't even know we're doing it. A lot of us don't even know. Like we don't know. We just get triggered and like... We don't even know. We go into closed mode. We numb out. We disassociate. We whatever it is that we do, and so part of working with Persephone is this gift, right, of the integration to whole sovereign self and the responding from love, right, the responding from high wise self when we hit a place of safety survival it's well i want my wisest self making decisions i don't want my five-year-old making decisions that's terrible right (laughs) but all of those energies those aspects of self they're all still totally available they're all like all the wisdom in them is still available all right um there's much more to persephone let me feel Persephone is also really, 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 really beautiful from a shadow standpoint of accepting, owning, loving, honoring our dark sexual side. The dark sexual side of the feminine, and I say dark because it's often hidden, it's not dark bad, but it's dark judged. It's also like dark judged. Many judge it, um, but the aspect of the feminine that holds power and submission. Isn't that interesting? It's like coming into right relationship with that particular flavor. And it doesn't have to be sexual, although it oftentimes shows up with Persephone as a sexual form, Um, but it doesn't have to be. It's like that energy of feminine receptivity, feminine, um, it's like the moon orbits around the sun. That's kind of submissive. My light as the moon comes from the sun. There's nothing wrong with that. Although many of us judge that and deem that not powerful. I mean, are you kidding me? I like to me, that is a superpower, right? It is a superpower to be able to orbit around the sun, to be able to illuminate in that way, right? So, I mean, we could go into this like deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, but this particular flavoring of coming into right relationship with the feminine receptivity, the feminine flow, and and to really open us and awaken us to the power in, the easiest way to talk about it super quick, because we don't have a lot of time um, and we're just in a podcast, but is like domination submission. There's an equal amount of power. Like when they're expressed in healthy, high level form, right? It's an equal amount of power. There isn't, it's not domination over, right? Both are completely empowered and it is extraordinarily equal. Like it is exactly equal. It is exactly equal. 
so Persephone can work in that shadow territory to open us up to healthy relationship to that, to really accept, honor, love, ex like integrate that aspect of the feminine that is receptive, that aspect of the, and the power that is in the receptivity, the power that is in the submissive energy. It's not power over, it's not giving away power at all, right? And that's part of what Persephone can initiate us into, awaken us to, open up in us, and heal us. So there's also a lot of sexual healing that can come in Persephone around the judgment of our own sexuality, the judgment of what we crave. Persephone is amazing for this. The judgment of <laughs> the wildest, nastiest sexual desires, fantasies that we have, right? And she's like, how is that? Stop demonizing that. <laughs> I'm going to switch really quickly into the next archetypal energy because she does this as well. Different flavors, and they'll oftentimes take us to different places, but Lilith. Lilith. All right. So if Persephone was queen maker, Lilith, wild woman liberator. Like if I were to just give a short, um, a short, quick thing to describe Lilith, it would be wild woman liberator. So let's keep on this kind of sexual thread because part of like so much of our sexuality is still in the shadow. <laughs> so much of our, of our sacred sexuality, of the power, the healthy power, the love, the connection, the capacity, like the potency, like what are we able to do with sexual energy? We've barely even begun to scratch the surface of what's possible, right? Like we're still demonizing it, judging it, putting it in a box and limiting the shit out of it, right? Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> And so a lot of that sits in the shadow, like same thing with money, right? You got money stuff. That's a form of energy. That's a form of energy that we've stuffed in the shadow. Our relationship to money, it's all kinds of things. Like it's all, and it's oftentimes in the shadow. So these things where we have like lot, like power, like what is our relationship to power in the form of sex, in the form of money, in the form of all the other things that it might be sits in the shadow. So how does this translate into life, right? Like I asked that question earlier, how does this translate into life? daily life, this changes the whole of your life, your daily life, your relationships, your career, your fucking bank account, how you look, how much you radiate, your physical health. So that's a superpower gift of working, doing shadow work with the goddess or just working with the goddess. I mean, you can't work with the goddess and not get shadow work, at least if you're doing it deeply in an embodied way, right? And in like a devotional way with like the actual energy of divine feminine. It's so embodied, like you will do shadow work in there. You will, like if you're doing proper goddess work, proper divine feminine reclamation, you can't avoid shadow work. And if you are, you got to really check yourself because you are missing out on the goods, right? You are missing out on the goods because she wants to heal things. She wants to awaken things. She wants to bring your spirit into matter. It's the goddess. She's like, the divine is in every form, including your body, including your sexuality, including your belly, your butt, your digestion, your voice, the words that come out of you, how you touch your partner, all of that, how you make money, how you raise a baby, what you do for a living, that's divine, right? That's the goddess. It's completely embodied. She literally flows into every aspect of our lives. Crazy good. <laughs> all right. Let's keep talking about Lilith and we'll talk a little more on the sexual thread and then we'll kind of open it up to more of Lilith. So Lilith, one of the aspects of the shadow that she is really well known for is sexual liberation, just sexual liberation. I mean, she is just like the full spectrum 
of sexuality, like the full spectrum. She doesn't care how feral it is, how nasty, how wild, how animal. Part of Lilith's gift is she will she will bring us into our animal nature and she will say, and this too is divine. This too love can flow through. This too wisdom can flow through. This too, this too, right? We judge like reptilian brain or animal brain or we judge the shit out of that. That's gone in the shadow. Yeah, we've, we've tucked that in the shadow. Science has literally tucked this aspect of ourselves in the shadow. We want to say, oh, no, I'm not operating from my reptilian brain. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let's make that conscious, eh? Like if we make that conscious, we enlighten it. We bring it out of the shadow and we let light and love move through reptilian brain. We don't end up sleeping with someone we're not. That's not in our highest, most aligned place, right? We don't end up... I don't know, gambling away all of our fucking money because we've stuffed down this, you know, reptilian animal capacity. No, open it up. This is the gift of shadow work, right? We open it up. We bring light to it. We bring acceptance to it. We bring love to it. We bring consciousness to it. So I am consciously, I am consciously with, it's very integrated in my system now, and I move life force and love through it. I move life force and love through it. Then everything becomes from a place of like the highest expression of it. My animal feral side, right? Let's just go back to this lover, right? Sometimes my lover, he needs feral Sabrina, like needs animal, like just animal, like claws and like ripping him apart wild, like bouncing off the fucking walls upside down. It is literally the most nourishing thing that he can have in that moment. It's literally like the, the water to a man who's been in the desert for a month, right? It's, it's the most nourishing form of love that he can receive. But if that wasn't brought out of the shadow and integrated in myself, I couldn't move love through it to gift through wildness. I'm also limiting the amount of life force that flows through me. The more of these things that are dormant, right? So if my Lilith was dormant or repressed or oppressed, I'm trying to keep a lid on my life force. Like, just think about that. A woman who's been married, she gets a divorce. What's the first thing she does? Oh my God, she goes fucking crazy. Not, not everyone, right? I know that this is, <laughs> I know when I got divorced, I went wild, right? I mean, it was like girl gone wild. I mean, you could like wild. It was just like, and the lid is off. right? Um, so you can feel um, Lilith, wild woman liberation. She literally takes you to the wildest feminine aspects, the ones that we really judge as like feral, animal, primal. And she's just like, and this is divine. Don't repress this. Don't put this in the shadow. Don't pretend like this isn't here because it will unconsciously, involuntarily squeak out of you in nasty sideways ways. That's, this is the gift of working in the shadow. Energy doesn't come out of you in sideways ways, right? It doesn't because there's nothing to like manipulate it and tweak it. All right, so love will then flow through your wildest aspect. I mean, you could be in like wildest club. You're like in a wild club, totally free, like free. You're just, you're free. But the energy, and you're as wild as you fucking want to be, but the energy that's coming through you, it looks wild. But if you feel it, it's love. It's just love and light. 
There is no toxicity to it. There is no harm to it. It's not causing anyone pain. It's enlightening everyone. It's loving everyone. It's awakening everyone. It's a high vibrational energy moving through your wildest, most feral aspects. The goddess wants the divine to be expressed through everything seen, like seen in everything, every aspect of you. The, she's literally showing you and the divine is there too. And you don't have to say the divine is in like sacred, spiritual. It's just love and light, like high voltage love and light that's in the highest good of the all of everything. Like it's just a form of love. It's just a form of love coming through in a wild, wild way. All right. Um, we have one left and it's Medusa. Um, Medusa, uh, Lilith was wild woman liberator. I would use these words for Medusa, mask remover, right? Medusa, mask remover. Because she's essentially in her myth, right? She's wearing a mask. She's got the snake hair and she's wearing a mask. A gor she's a Gorgon. She became a Gorgon before that. She was just this beautiful, very sexual, um, um, very luscious, very beautiful maiden. Um, and then we won't go into the myth of this. You can look that up. But she becomes Gorgon. And so one of the gifts and the, the aspects of shadow work that Medusa really brings alive for us is this removal of masks, right? Like, what are the masks you're wearing? What are the masks you're wearing that hide your true self? So this is that shadow aspect of the goddess so good at bringing true self. Wow, this light's gotten crazy. Isn't this funny? Like, the sunset. It's so fun. Like, I love this. We start talking dark goddesses literally like we went into the underworld, <laughs> which I love and think is so great. Well, now I'm super shiny. All right. We're good. Uh, okay, so mask remover. It's really um, false masks that hide. Sometimes they hide your vulnerability. Hide your vulnerability. So, and we all know at this point, if you don't know, look up Brene Brown vulnerability and the gifts of vulnerability. She's essentially talking about the feminine. I mean, it's another way of talking about, it. she's essentially talking about the feminine, the gifts of the feminine that we've, de that we've denied, right? It's the greatest gifts of the feminine. It's, she calls it vulnerability. It's feminine gifts. It's fe it's, isn't that crazy? It's, it's feminine gifts. Ah, yeah, maybe that's a big aha moment for you. Um, or who knows, maybe it'll be an aha moment in 10 years from now when you get into vulnerability. But Medusa... She also um, points us to what are our defense mechanisms? What is it that we're doing to seemingly keep ourselves safe that isn't serving, right? So these old patterns of safety survival that maybe worked when we were younger or maybe worked in a past life or they maybe worked in your ancestral line, but they're actually not serving anymore. They're just a habitual unconscious shadow, unconscious shadow, hidden, don't know about it, patterned response. So it's like this situation happens. Someone, I don't know, let's just say someone looks at me with kind eyes, right? Someone, just a stranger looks at me with kind eyes and a smile. But my defense pattern is like, oh boy, danger, stranger danger. 
right? Stranger danger. And it's, it's, I'm not reading the moment. I'm not even present to the moment. I'm not feeling in. I'm not intuitively. I mean, this person may want to give you a million dollars. I'm totally being crazy here, but they may want to give you a million dollars and all you had to do is smile back at them, but you can't because you're so programmed to stranger danger that, that you're literally, you turn into the Gorgon Medusa and you give them the death stare and you're just like, right? So part of the gift of working with Medusa is she will show you these hidden unconscious defense mechanisms when we get triggered and where it's like a false triggering. I mean, sometimes it's great. Sometimes those defense mechanisms are needed. I'm not going to like we live in a world that not everyone who's smiling at you wants to give you a million bucks. That is not what I'm saying at all. Like that's totally the case. But it's that. Um, She helps you to stay present to the moment, to stay connected to intuition, all of them do. But Medusa, to stay connected to your intuition and go, this is what's happening in this moment. And this is an old response pattern. This is an old protection mechanism, an old safety survival mechanism that was good when you were five, but now it no longer serves, right? So it's like your partner gives you a piece of feedback, Let's say it's a really good piece of feedback, but the way that you protect yourself is to armor up. Like you put a mask on, you armor up, and you can never receive it. See, the vulnerability is also the receiving of. You need to take off the mask, take away the armoring in order to receive the wisdom. But sometimes I can't even be open to the wisdom because I'm being so fucking skeptical or because I'm so afraid of getting my fucking feelings hurt because when I was five, right, I lived in an abusive household. And so anytime anyone had any kind of criticism for me, I had to put the wall up. Otherwise, I'd have zero self-esteem. But now it doesn't serve because my partner is genuinely giving me some beautiful feedback on, I don't know, how to take my career to the next level. But I can't fucking receive it because I go into autopilot, defense armored up. And so Medusa, if we were just going to simplify this, because I want to wrap things up here for us. We're just going to simplify this. Medusa is... um, armor, false armor, unnecessary armor. Like where have you armored your heart? You're like, I really want to feel love. Well, you can't because you've armored your heart so fucking hard and wildly like ain't no love getting in there. There's love all around. People want to love you. That stranger with the million dollars, maybe they wanted a relationship and that's the greatest thing that you want, but you can't receive it because you got so much damn armoring around your heart, but you can't, you don't know it. You've got a mask on. You've got all this like protection. You're walking around the world with a snowsuit on and all you want is love. Like, I just want to feel love. I want someone to see me for who I am. They can't. And it's not their fault. Do you feel that? I say this with love. I say this with, oh my gosh, isn't this amazing? Like we have that capacity to go in and work in these places to remove the armoring, to remove like, I know some people who they just, they literally like walk around with this energetic fuck you, but inside they're just like dying and they just want 
connection. Like I, I want community. I want connection. I just want to be seen for me. I want to connect with, you know, an intimate partner on a really deep level. I want to love, I want to give and receive love, but they don't even know that they're walking around the world with Medusa fucking snake hair and stairs that turn everyone into stone. You don't even know you're walking around with stairs that turn everyone into stone. You don't know it. You don't know. It. That's the vibe you're giving off and you don't know it. You don't know it. Stunning territory to work in. It, it removes the false layers, removes the false mask, and takes you to, here's what's true. Here's what's true. Here's what's true. Here's how to stay present to the environment. Here's how to remove all of that old conditioning. It's family-absorbed conditioning, right? It's childhood conditioning. It's past life conditioning. It's all the different forms of conditioning. Um, all right, let me feel um, for how, how what, what can I bring? This is how I want to wrap things up for us is um, there's a way of working in just the energetics of the dark goddess, right? So I've just talked about five goddess energies that sit within kind of the face of the dark goddess, right? You can work in them individually. You can also work in just the face of the dark goddess, right? Um, <laughs> and where it holds a broader perspective and a broader spectrum, and you work in that territory uh, around <laughs> where am I called, right? You hold this intention, just do this for a moment. Where am I called to go right now into the shadow, into the hidden? Like, what is it that is the wisest, truest place for me to go into? And you can do this with your body. You can kind of do this with different areas of your life. You can do this with different archetypes. Like you can literally like lay out a multiple choice of, of things and just go, where is the truest? Where is the deepest? Where is the one that I am, that, that I was like, most calling, most singing, where is it that, um, I, I just want to say the words truest and deepest. What is the truest, deepest place that I can go to in this moment? Um, lots of ways to do that. Uh, we have lots of, I don't know, this workshop happening in November, 2023. We'll do that. There's another, there's a dark goddess workshop that's always available on our website. That's another option. If it's not November, 2023, um, that was created a few years ago. If that sings and you're just like, oh my God, I need dark goddess. And it's not November, Sabrina. I would say that's the backup. That's kind of like plan B, plan A, I would say, if it's, if it's around November and this is singing in any way, uh, this is the energy. I'm literally holding that workshop in 18 minutes from now. So it's all of this energy going into the experiential journey of it in 18 minutes. I mean, you'll get the replay, obviously, because this won't come out until tomorrow, um, but it's this energy carrying it into a live circle, a two-hour sacred circle, a journey into this, the experiential journey with this energy. So if that's singing, right, like that's the greatest thing that you could do. Okay, so much love to you all. Would love to see you in the comments. I'm always there for the first two days after um, a video comes out. Otherwise, my team is there. If you love this, hit the like button. If you don't want to miss any more of this kind of content, hit the subscribe button so you get notifications. I think the bell helps you to get notifications, but um, you do what feels right for you. I'd love to connect though, right? It's one of my like favorite things is to witness you all, right? To hear from you all, because this is always me 
And so it really lights me up. And so if this video brought you anything, I'd love to hear about it. Like I would love to just be with you in that way in the comments below. So please, like it's a, I don't know, it's, it's very heart touching and very heartwarming and very inspiring for me. And this is, I say this all the time, this is a co-creation. Without you, I'm not here. Like without you, I'm not here. I'm not, this doesn't come through without you, right? Like it doesn't, it just doesn't. And so deep honor and deep bow and deep gratitude um, for being on this journey uh, and being here. Just a ton of love. All right, I will see you when I see you, where I see you and how I see you. So much love to you.